Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with Chris Woodward. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. And Ray Pritchard. And you're listening to AFR, and we'll be here for the next 25 minutes. This is a live current events daily program on American Family Radio. By daily, I mean Monday through Friday. And we thank you for listening. Should you want to send us an email, just go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR. Dot net. Fred Jackson was co-hosting with us last hour, and I've, I've uh, asked uh, Brent, our producer, to get him back in here. He left uh, thinking his part was over. But I wanted him to comment on the Canadian trucker story because Fred hails from mm-hmm. the Maple Leaf country, and so I, and he, I wanted him to talk about this. Go ahead, Chris. Well, uh, I was talking about this with Tim uh, in the break before this particular segment. I've Talk about in- me? Yeah. Tim? Yeah. Okay. Um, or Tim's, as Tony called you yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've seen and heard a lot in uh, the last 20 years that I've been in broadcasting. Uh, this story has to be top five uh, craziest things I've ever heard. It almost sounds like a satirical news story. You've probably heard it by now, but I have some sound here. The Biden administration is set to fund the distribution of crack pipes to drug addicts as part of its plan to advance so-called racial equity. It's a $30 million grant program, which means your tax dollars, listeners, are going to be funding uh, nonprofits and local governments that are trying to help make drug use safer for addicts. And included You're in the grant. You're making this up. No. Included in the grant, which is going to be overseen by the Department of Health and Human Services, are funds for, quote, smoking kits and supplies. Okay. You're telling me that the federal government namely the Biden administration, through the Department of Health and Human Services, has decided that handing out clean crackpot pipes yes. is the way to go rather than people getting disease from using dirty mm-hmm. crackpot. And, and, and a department with the word health in the title is going to oversee what, what is what is What is racial... Uh, what does race, racial equity have to do with anything here? Well, there is a concern uh, that uh, people of color uh, or minorities in this country are being, uh, you know, a lot a lot more of them are in jail for crack use than, say, a white person. And so they want to not only help that person be able to be in society, but to help ease them off of the crack that they might be addicted to. Right. Make sense of this one for us, if you would. Both sides of this are totally crazy. First of all, our government, using our tax dollars, is going to go out and subsidize addictive, life-destroying drug use, right? We're going to give away crack pipes so addicts who are already addicted, they're only going to get, their situation is only going to get worse. And then to somehow, somehow tie this into racial equity, it is it is mind blowing. What? Who's running the show there in Washington? I want to know who who thought this up, Chris. Where did this come from? I would guess it's the same people in the room that tell Joe Biden what to say and which reporters to pick on. I'm sure. In a press conference, I do have a little bit of sound here. Uh, let's do this real quick, and then we'll get into the uh, the trucker situation because I know that's a big story that Fred's going to 
share with us here. Uh, what you're going to hear now is Fox News contributor and civil rights attorney Leo Terrell this morning on Fox and Friends denouncing this uh, reported plan from the Biden administration involving crack pipes. Clip seven. It, listen, I want to be very clear. They're using the term racial equity. Ainsley, racial equity is a code for affirmative action, low expectation. And you're basically having the government involved in distributing equipment, pipes, to help encourage drug use in minority community. How does that achieve racial equality? I'll tell you right now, it is a horrible idea. It is an idea where you're encouraging drug use instead of preventing drug use. And it's the, it's the mindset of low expectation. I don't see how anyone benefits from this except the drug dealers. $30 million that could be going to education, COVID <clears throat> relief, all kinds of things going to crackpot. So is this a... Uh but this is a Biden administration initiative, right? Mm-hmm. It is. All right. Well, Fred, Fred yes, I, I, I summoned you back here in the studio, Fred, <laughs> for, for a particular reason. We're going to we're going to we're going to switch topics from the crack pipes, crack, crack pots. I'm crack, not a crack pot. The crack I, pots and crack pipes. I don't make the news. I just come so, in here. So and share. just to be clear, ladies and gentlemen, Biden <laughs> wants. Uh, crack addicted people in this country to have clean pipes to smoke from uh while i guess he tries to move them to be living a clean life it, it's it's liberalism is a mental disorder mm-hmm. uh this is exhibit number 14722 yeah okay now fred i wanted to have you back in i want to switch topics just a minute because we didn't get to talk about this much last hour you're from Canada. Mm-hmm. We've established that. Uh, t- I wanted you to tell our listeners what is going on in Ottawa, the capital, because uh, the 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 plight of the truckers there is being misrepresented in the mainstream media on purpose to try to make these guys and ladies look as bad as possible. What is really uh, the, what's going on there, and what's at stake? Well, uh, it was kind of a straw that broke the camel's back for these truckers. When this all started back about 10, 15 days ago, <clears throat> it's when the uh, the Trudeau administration, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, and his government said, uh, starting at a particular day, that any truckers coming into Canada, Canadian truckers returning home, they would have to be uh, vaccinated or they would have to go into two weeks of quarantine. They'd have to pull their trucks to the side and stay in a hotel or somewhere for two weeks. Like I say, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, the the mandate on those truckers. I don't blame them Yes, at all. Go ahead. Basically put them out of business. Yeah. All right. So uh, who even recommends two weeks anyway? The CDC saying five days now. Yes. But Trudeau says no, two weeks. So he's trying to break their backs. That's right. That's yeah. it exactly. Truckers said that's it. And it's not, and, and we want to point out, it's not just the truckers. It's not just, you see Ottawa right? some of the right, nightly right. news. It is in the provincial capitals now across the country, in okay. British Columbia, in Alberta, Saskatchewan, across the country. It's not just the truckers. It's every ordinary people saying we've had enough of this. Gotcha. The truckers kind of just have provided a vehicle for this pent-up, just, you know, just right, we, right. we don't want to do this anymore. So they arrive in Ottawa. They've been there now about 10 days. Trudeau and the mayor of Ottawa and the police chief in Ottawa saying, okay, 
They're using words like insurrection. All right. These truckers haven't burnt down any buildings, folks. Not like Black Lives Matter, which Trudeau says he supports. They haven't burnt down any buildings. They're not breaking into, they're not taking over police stations like Black Lives Matter. You know what they're doing? They've charged one guy for blowing the horn on his truck. I'm not kidding. They arrested a 78-year-old retired school janitor who all he did was give a thumbs up to the truckers. They arrested him. This is the nonsense that's going on now. But the truckers are holding their own. Canadian people from across the country are continuing to arrive in Ottawa with food. What the, what the uh, police chief in Ottawa is trying to do now is stop any fuel mm-hmm. from coming in so the truckers can't refill their tanks. Because the truckers are saying, we're going to stay here until these mandates end. So mm-hmm. that's where we are right now. The police chief is saying, I need about 1,800 more enforcers to come in. I don't know whether Trudeau is going to use the military. He hasn't made that decision yet, uh, but but we're watching this. But this has grown way beyond Ottawa. You, you know have why? To understand you know this. why? Because Trudeau is being extremely unreasonable. Oh, and, and to say the least, and very he he's using the force of the federal government to oppress people beyond, as I say, beyond reason. These are peaceful protests. Yeah, they haven't broken anything. I heard one trucker the other day, and I mentioned this yesterday or the day before. I was listening to one Canadian trucker, and he said, listen, I drive my my rig. I've got my load. I, I, I go from one place to the n- another. I take it. I back it up. I don't even, the, the, the people who work for the company unload the truck. They put my papers on the front seat of my cab, and I don't even have any contact with these folks hardly, physical yep. contact, and then I'm out. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. He said, that's my job. Yes, and this is and this is what they want me to get force mm-hmm. me to have a vaccine shot, or else sit in a a quarantine for fourteen days. Is that what he's? That's what he's saying. See, that's just punitive. That's just uh, that's uh, if I could use an expression. That's just mean spirited against people who are your fellow Canadians in the case of Trudeau. But you feel like you can dictate everything to them about their lives. So. I would say it takes a lot to turn a average Canadian into a rebel, <laughs> right? That's true. That's true. I just don't think of that. Uh, you know, a Canadian rebel. I, I don't know, Ray. What do you, uh, Ray? Your thoughts on this? I've got a question, Fred, for yeah. you. If we get outside the government, what what about the average Canadian citizen? Are they on the side of the government? Or are they more with the truckers now? I think the the average Canadian citizen is definitely with the truckers. This caravan that started out in British Columbia headed to Ottawa uh, is 40, 50 miles long at one point. There were Canadians along the Trans-Canada Highway that, that runs across Canada. Canadians were coming out with Canadian flags on bridges going over the Trans-Canada, waving their flags, standing beside the... the uh, the turnpikes there, for want of a better term, standing there supporting these people. So as I say, the the truckers has become a vehicle for what I think the majority of Canadians think about all of this, just like here in the United States. We've had it with the mandates. We've just had it with it. And uh, we're not, we're standing here. The truckers are saying, we're not going to move. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we'll continue to watch that story. And uh, thank you, Fred. You're welcome for sharing that information with us. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Chris, next story. Well, there has been a rumbling uh-huh. in uh, mainstream media, particularly leftist news outlets. And that almost sounds like uh, a misnomer because most of them are leftists. But anyway, uh, there's been a, a rumbling out there that maybe Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis don't get along or don't get along as well as they used to. And that's interesting because some people want Trump to run again in 2024. Other people want uh, politicians like Governor Ron DeSantis to have a shot at the Republican presidential nomination in a couple of years. Uh, there's a story right now at the top of foxnews.com in which Governor DeSantis uh, insists the narrative of a Trump rivalry is total bunk. Uh, DeSantis says he's a total friend of mine. There's a quote in here from DeSantis saying Donald Trump's a friend of mine. He is proud when people do well, and it's not just me, but obviously he is a Florida resident, and he appreciates the job that we've done. He's told me that many times, uh, not only with helping with the election, but just how we govern the state. Uh, If you go back a couple of weeks, and I think we might have talked about this on the program, uh, there was a story in mid-January in which Trump supposedly said that DeSantis was dull and was too dull to be president. Uh, Trump so, says that about everybody. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, he would probably say it about uh, me. Compared I don't, to I don't, Trump, most people, most are, people are, are dull. Yeah. Right, right. I, I don't know if President Trump said that or not, but mm-hmm. that wouldn't surprise me if he right. said that about mm-hmm. anybody. Right. Uh, that doesn't mean he's a, as opposed to uh, Governor DeSantis. Look. Here's here's what I heard when I was in Florida, mm-hmm. okay, a few weeks ago. So, take this one to the to the bank, okay. I say with tongue firmly planted in cheek. But this is what I heard from somebody who should know, and it, and I'm not talking about Governor DeSantis or President Trump or even somebody who works who works right under them. But I did hear from somebody who's well connected in the Republican Party in Florida that if Trump runs, DeSantis won't. If Trump doesn't run, DeSantis will. Okay. And that makes perfect sense, uh, right, don't you think, as far as logically? Look, Ron DeSantis is not going to put himself up against Donald Trump in 2024. That's a suicide mission inside the Republican Party. Uh, I think he – don't you agree if Trump doesn't run, the other side is true – if Mr. Trump, for any reason, sits out, DeSantis is going to throw his hat in the ring. I, I would think, yes, that's what I've heard. Uh, now, assuming that the governor's wife, you know, gets healthy from her cancer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and recovers from that, and, uh, so, um, you know, that would be a, a seems to me, would be a big family consideration for him. But right. Governor DeSantis is in his 40s. What is he? he he's, like, young enough to be Trump's son. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, right. I'll look, so he, I'll so he so my point is, he's got a big uh, future ahead of him, Ray. I got a question to ask you two guys. Are you surprised about Mike Pence's comments? I mean, I I totally understand what he said, right? I get that. Mm-hmm. But are you surprised that he took this moment to speak out? This is the most forceful thing he said against his former boss since the you know since they both into their tenure. Are you surprised at Mike Pence doing this? I didn't want to touch this one with a 10-foot pole, Ray. Governor DeSantis is 43 years of age. I don't know why you brought this up because I'm about to tick off half our listeners here with what I say. Okay, before I say what I say, because Ray's asked a question here and we can't ignore it, uh, I would say unto our listeners, 
to American Family Radio. What I'm about to say, I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody but Tim's opinion. Okay? So do not do do not do not uh, write me and tell me how much you disagree with me, okay? <laughs> because I respect your opinion. But we're just we're just talking amongst ourselves, right, Ray? Right. right. And Ray and I may disagree and Chris may disagree. I'll go, uh, so this is that's fine. And listen, it's all good. Okay. Vice President Pence did not have the right to uh, stop the uh, electors on January the 6th, 2000, and what, what year was that? 21? Yeah, 2021, yeah. Okay. He did not. He did not constitutionally have that right. He, his role was ceremonial. It was perfunctory, and he did the right thing. Okay? Now, for Donald Trump, the president, who I have a lot of respect for, to accuse Vice President Pence, who had served him for four years as a loyal soldier, mm-hmm. and then for President Trump to dump on Pence uh, by saying he should have stopped the Electoral College count or the certification of the presidency, mm-hmm. and to put that all on his shoulders is unfair. It just is, and it's wrong. It was wrong of President Trump to do that. Uh, President Trump wants to uh, go to court like he did all over the country to try to show where there were irregularities, and I believe there were, and there was fraud, too, in some cases. I I don't disagree with the president's view on that, President Trump I'm talking about. But uh, so I think Pence had enough, and he wanted to defend his honor and his integrity. And he had to say, listen, uh, President Trump's wrong. I did not have the right to do that. And I'm not, basically, he was saying, and I'm not going to take that criticism anymore, even if I have to speak out publicly and incur the wrath of my former boss. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think, Ray. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. And I, that's, a, that's a very forthright answer for what it's worth. I agree with you on both points that the, as the law is written, what the vice president does on that day is a ceremonial function. It's just way too late in the process to ask him really putting the whole recount thing on Pence's shoulders at that point. It was not going to happen. I am interested uh, also though, in the fact that he felt the need to say that because uh, I don't think I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, let me, let me, let me untangle my own thoughts here. If Mr. Trump does not run, and Mike Pence throws his hat in the ring. The way things are in the Republican Party today, I can't imagine a way that he gets the nomination. I agree with what he did on January the yeah. 6th, but I cannot imagine. I, I don't think the Trump supporters will forgive him no, no, for, it, for what they perceive as yes, cowardice no, or whatever. I agree with that. I agree with that. I will just say, I think if President Trump does not run, I think it's, it's, it's Governor DeSantis... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's his to lose. To lose, yeah. yeah. Uh, because I, he he will he will inherit the Trump supporters. Sure. Because Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, has demonstrated he is Trumpian. Mm-hmm. He yeah. has he has yes. he has a lot of boldness. Uh, he has a lot of conviction. He's right on the Constitution. He's right on his view of of, of governance, mm-hmm. and he's a strong Christian. And uh, I just think he, he, he has all the ingredients to be a great president and 
to win the uh, Republican nomination going away. Right. Now, I think we that, all that's agree to, that, that's today. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, we, we we all agree on that, and I think the whole question of where conservatives are going to go in 2024, let's say social conservatives, let's say evangelical conservatives, that's still a huge voting block out there. I think as of today, if Mr. Trump doesn't run, the vast majority of conservative and evangelicals are going to go to Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And I don't know who else. Yeah, if he runs. Who else would even, like I said, assuming run. his wife's health is sure. uh, uh, we, allows him to do that right. and everything. But, uh, yeah, well, there are some other names out there, but I think they don't excite people the way that uh, that, that Governor DeSantis' campaign would. Yeah. Uh, and you're talking about, you know, He'd be a governor from a big state. That they always right. need to win. Right. Yeah. So it, it'd be, he, he would be a tough guy to beat. If I were Democrats, I wouldn't want DeSantis to run. Uh, and uh, and I think that's the reason they're trying to take him out right now, criticizing me at every turn. Sure. I do have some good news. Uh, what seems good to be news? good news involving the first lady of Florida, Casey DeSantis. It looks like she completed her final chemotherapy treatments about a week, 10 days ago. Uh, that's according to uh, TampaBay.com. She's 41. He's 43. They have three kids together. Yeah. I, yeah. So. Well, thank God. Yeah. All right. Next topic, Chris. We got three minutes. Yes. You, you got any feel-good stories in your stack right there? <laughs> I do. I do uh, because I, I mentioned this in the uh, the meeting, and I'm just throwing it out there because one of the things you pay me to do, Tim, is to follow health news. And, uh, you know, oftentimes you get health news, you need to do this, you need to eat that, avoid this, and whatever else. Uh, there is a story today, it was on Drudge. Uh, this is the headline. How getting an extra 1.2 hours of sleep may help you eat fewer calories and lose weight. Well, you're not awake to eat. Well, that's true. The, the, the so-called experts, who, as I joked in the meeting today, go you're to school quoting Fauci? far quoting over there? It does not quote Dr. Fauci. Okay. Uh, he's <laughs> he's to too busy that. trying to untangle his web. Okay. Um, but, to, yeah, the uh, the so-called experts seem to think that if you just stay in the bed for maybe an hour, another hour, you get some rest, maybe doze off, you'll actually burn some calories. Right. Totally good with that. Take a nap after the program. <laughs> totally good with that. Yeah. We, so the, the Mexicans are on to something right there, huh? Yeah. I, with the, I, with this, isn't it siesta? Isn't, isn't it what the, right, the siesta. Yeah. Sure. I yeah. have said for years, I've said it on this program, yeah. I think our country would be better off if every day we shut it down for an hour. We would uh-huh. be less angry, less upset uh-huh. about and things. And eat less, evidently. Well, well, which, we'd probably make that back up because poundage. we're American. Well, right. true. Take a nap, people. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, okay. So, Chris, we got 30 seconds here. You and your uh, colleagues, including Fred, who's the leader there in your department. Yes. You guys have a news service that people need to take advantage of. What is that? We sure do. It's called American Family News. Uh, you can find us on AFN.net. Uh, it was OneNewsNow.com, but we recently changed our name to AFN.net. And much like that other website I mentioned, we got a lot of uh, staff content. There's videos from Associated Press. There's a political cartoon. And Rusty Pugh uh, operates a section called Latest from the Web, which links to uh, articles and commentaries from other websites, so you don't have to so, scour the web. So so what, what's the website for our news service that you're a part of? You, AFN.net. AFN? Mm-hmm. AFN.net, and you, uh, five days a week we have a news brief that we release we once sure a day, right? Free. You sign up for that? Mm-hmm. You can sign, yeah, go to, it'll go go to, to your AFN. inbox. Uh, Monday through Friday it'll go to your inbox in the middle of the afternoon. It gives you all the... Gives you a news briefing, right? Sure will. Jody and Billy are working on that right now as we speak. All right. Thank you. 
Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Tim. Uh, thanks to Brent Creeley, Fred Jackson, Frank Turek, and Sandy Rios. Can't think of anybody else that was on the show today. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank uh, thank you for listening, folks, to American Family Radio. Stay, stay with us. Keep listening to AFR throughout the day. And we shall see you back here tomorrow.